0: what nobody told me before I started my first job. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful, fabulous friends. Welcome back to Too Smart for This, a show dedicated to knowing better and doing better for ourselves and others. I'm your host, Alexis Barber, and thank you for tuning in wherever it is from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or here on YouTube. I really appreciate every single one of you, and if you like the show, please feel free to rate, listen, subscribe, like, comment, all those things. Today, I am I'm going to give you my top tips for surviving your first job post-grad or general tips for surviving the corporate world. If you don't know already, I am a full-time employee at Google. I started my career in the Associate Product Marketing Manager Program, which is the entry level marketing program um, at Google. I have recently transitioned into working in YouTube, which is owned by Google, as the Global Shorts Content Strategist. So I left marketing to focus on strategy and creative. And I'm going to tell you what nobody told me before I started my first job. I hope this comes to you at a good time if you're a new grad. I hope this comes to you at a good time if you are a full-time worker. I have a lot of tips that I've had to develop as a black woman working in corporate, and I also have a lot of tips that I've taken from my friends as well as from the wonderful career coaching opportunities that I've had in my lifetime. And I just want to give them to you because I don't know where I would be without some of these things. If you are excited to hear this, definitely rate, review, subscribe, and let's get into it. Something no one ever told me when I was going on the job search process at Northwestern, a very competitive school for undergrad, was that your job is not going to fulfill you. And despite having a really cool title, that does not mean that you are going to have a good time working at the place you're working at. Our culture has this tendency to glamorize working for big corporations, glamorize working for startups or hustling and being an entrepreneur. And None of those things are easy and none of those things are going to make you happy. And that's something that I think we have a really hard time admitting as a culture that our work is not our life. Our work is not our livelihood. And that itself is a big revelation I had to have, particularly in February when I had been doing content creation for a while and had a good amount of followers on my platforms. I still didn't take it seriously because I was like, influencers are stupid. Why would I do that? And I had worked so hard to go to a top 10 school, work at the number one company, and for it not to be fulfilling and for me to like something that Anybody could technically do was in this elitist, like subconscious belief that I had had to work through. Because at the end of the day, if it makes you happy, that is all that matters. But what makes you happy is not always going to be what society or culture or anyone deems the most elite, fabulous, accepted job. And let me tell you something: the people who work at the most quote successful companies, like big consulting VC, all these firms, they're not happy. Okay. They don't like their work to the bone. Like I have friends in consulting who call me crying because work sucks. Like if you're on any 22 year old post grads, close friend story, it's them crying at work. Okay. So this is not to say that it's going to be shitty, that your job is going to suck. that You're going to have a bad manager, that your life is going to be horrible. This is just to tell you to not put your worth where your job is, okay? I've talked about this before many times. Your worth is not in your first corporate job out of college. Your worth isn't even in your seventh corporate job out of college, okay? Your worth comes exclusively from within and your passions are what is most important to you And your life, your family, your loved ones are what's most important to you. So do not make the mistake of putting your worth, your value, and your interest into your job, okay? You are worth way more than that. We live in a capitalist scheme. The second I left my previous job, it was like, okay, we're going to find somebody else. Uh, You are replaceable and that's normal, okay? No tea, no shade. That's normal. So do not expect other people, especially a job, to make you happy, like period. You need to protect yourself by documenting everything, okay? I do this through something called a brag book and this has a few sections in it. The first section talks to you about what your project is, your core role, what you will and will not do, your key performance indicators, everything that you are going to do in this job, and also gives you space to figure out what you want out of this job. So that's something you should always go into your job with is knowing what you want out of it long term, whether that's a tangible skill like learning how to present better, or if it's a monetary thing, if you just want the money and go, as long as you're clear on what you want out of it, you're going to be able to prioritize your life a lot easier. So that's what the first part of the brag book is. The second part is a place for you to document every single positive and negative piece of feedback you get. So if you get informal positive feedback, you always want to document that. So then when it comes to your performance review, you're able to pull from that and say 10 people gave me glowing reviews on this presentation that I gave that led to X percent increase in whatever. Like You obviously always want to quantify things. So you have to Take a second to document everything. This applies to you if you're in an internship, especially so that you can really demonstrate why you deserve that return offer. The negative feedback portion is not negative. So I don't don't like to say negative, but it's like a place for you to improve. So if you're given the feedback, like, hey, you need to speak more in these meetings. You might write down, hey, like I got this feedback today. It might hurt a little bit, but girl, you all right? Um, And you need to write down like that you got that feedback, and then you're going to make a plan for how you are going to fix that. So it's like, I'm gonna challenge myself to speak in every single meeting that I have this week, or half of the meetings that I have this week, and I'm gonna check in with myself next week to say, hey, did I speak in that meeting? And that's gonna demonstrate to yourself and to the people around you that you actually tried and that you've improved on said skill. In your first job, in any job, making a mistake is going to happen. It's how you respond to that mistake that's the most important thing. So it's going to cut, it's going to hurt, you're going to feel bad, it's going to suck, and then you're going to make a plan for how you're going to improve on that going forward. You're going to feel 100% better because guess what? You're going to be 100% better, all right? And finally, in the brag book, the third section is about networking so networking is a really important part of your corporate job especially if you're young and it really sucks it really sucks let's be honest i don't like networking because it just feels wrong in some ways but at the end of the day guess what everybody has to network your connections are your currency it's not about your skill it's not about any of that i wish it was America is not a meritocracy. It is about who you know and how you know them. So, you are going to want to have this section where you're going to keep track of everyone who you've spoken to that's not on your immediate team. Like, of course, your immediate team matters, but who's not on your immediate team? Then you're going to add what you talked to them about. You're going to send a follow up email being like, Thank you so much for your time. And you'll reach back out either a month or a quarter from them just to check in, send a quick email with an update about what you've been doing. That way, you have them in your arsenal and they don't. Don't forget about who you are. Reframing and reprioritization is going to be the key to your success. The next part of this is about reframing what you want out of that first job and doing so by thinking long term about what you're interested in. If you long term, um, when you want to be 35, are like me, let's just take my current like hyperfixation. I want to be 35. I want to have a huge wedding and get married and travel and go on a great honeymoon and have kids and host dinners and just have like a very fabulous life. That requires money. Okay? So I can't dream of this 35 plus year old alexis without thinking strategically about 22 year old alexis's plans for how she's going to make the millions of dollars that she's going to be living her fabulous life off of okay if you're a woman and you're expecting to just get married and have that happen that's wonderful for you hats off to you i have this weird complex where i can't let men pay for too many things for me without feeling guilty. We'll work through that in therapy at some other point. But the point is you need to be thinking about your long-term lifestyle goals as opposed to your short-term external validation goals. So let's think about it this way so you work at a big bank. You don't like your job very much, but you know that at this big bank, you're going to get a ton of connections. You're going to make bank and you are going to be able to set yourself up for a life where you do something else later on, right? If that's the case, then every day at the bank, you need to reframe your expectations. Like I'm going to not do this. I am going to do this. So if you want to be a managing partner at that bank one day, you're going to stay late and do everything. If you plan on quitting in three years, then you're not going to stay late and do everything. This is the art of prioritization, which is something Thing nobody really taught me about. I felt like I had to do it all and I had to do it all super well. But I learned this from Reshma Saljani. She's the CEO of Girls Who Code and she started out in big law and she was like if you want to have a side hustle while working in the corporate environment, you have to accept that you are not going to be the A plus worker, okay? So at Google, I probably wasn't going to get promoted early. I was not the A plus worker because I wasn't going to work 90 hour weeks for this company when I had my own side hustle that I wanted to put a lot of time and energy into. And I am not afraid to say that. Loved my job. I did everything I owed them and more, but I did not go 10 million times above and beyond because that energy needed to be funneled into my own business, into my own passions. So reframe your current job and the intensity of everything happening around you into figuring out what you want for yourself long-term and be selfish and ruthless with that prioritization. So when I make big decisions, I'm like, all right, 35-year-old, 55-year-old Alexis, what does she want? And that's going to inform that decision. Like, if you genuinely want to be managing director at Goldman Sachs one day, bitch, you're not going home at 5 pm that's just the reality of it i wish it was something different i'm sorry i wish it was but if you want that life you got to show up as that person and if you don't want that life don't hold yourself to the expectation of somebody who does okay final thing i want to talk to you about is a little bit less serious but nonetheless extremely important and that is so companies love to push to us that they are super inclusive that they love you bring your whole self to work all that type of thing The reality, even if you work at the most liberal startup in the game, is that work is work, home is home, personal is personal. So if you have someone who you work with who is on your team that is above you, you don't need to tell them your qualms with the company. You don't need to open up to them. You don't need to tell them your business because guess what? They could use that against you because you are replaceable at the end of the day. Don't tell your business to senior stakeholders. Be professional at work. Have your work friends and have your home friends. And don't be telling everybody everything, okay? So people who are in your same cohort, who are like maybe your same age, if you become good friends with them, totally fine for you to share your T- talk to them about things. And I honestly think it's important that you do talk to them about your hopes, dreams, wishes, your salary, and make sure that you all are all on the same page because you are all in the same boat. And anyone who thinks that like they're better than their cohort mates definitely like doesn't get it, okay, right? And I am not going to let you all overshare, okay? So you guys are going to go ahead, you're gonna go into your job, you're not gonna try and make friends with people, you're gonna be relatable, you're gonna be kind, you're gonna ask you about their families, but you're not gonna expect people to be your best friends under any circumstances. if There there are obviously exceptions to this rule, but do not go into your first job telling everybody your business because you never know where you're going to be in six months to a year. Keep those things private until it is time for you to leave, okay? Those are my top tips for surviving the corporate world. If you want to download my brag book and project tracker down below, there is a link to do so. You all are stars. You're going to kill it. Get that raise. Get that promotion. Get all of it. Thank you so much for listening. Do not forget to like, rate, subscribe, like, comment, all that stuff. And most importantly, don't forget you are too smart to not love yourself.